Welcome to Life and Ball Podcast. We give your game life. It is Thursday, 6.15 p.m. Obviously a little pep in my step today, NBA All-Star Weekend. I always get excited about this weekend. I'm looking forward to all the festivities. It's right down the road for me in Chicago. Maybe I'll spend $15,000 to watch the game. Probably not. But anyway, uh, outrageous ticket prices, by the way. Unbelievable. I was looking at ticket costs. I just could not believe uh, what I was uh, (laughs) dealing with. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, It was funny. I was talking to a few of my friends about it. They're like, yeah, I think uh, I'm probably going to stay home for that one. Um, But it's just a lot of fun, you know, this whole weekend. I think if you're a basketball fan, anybody that enjoys basketball, this is kind of a fun weekend because I think not only do you get to see all the players, you know, the technically the best players in uh, in our best league, I, I think what it does is for me, a lot of kids have dreams of being those guys. It's fun for me because when I talk to young players, you know, they have dreams of being the next LeBron James. They have dreams of being the next Devin Booker, you know, who now will be in the All-Star game. I thought that was interesting that, uh, you know, the situation now with Damian Lillard not playing, Devin Booker will slide in, which rightfully so. I mean, I, I was surprised that Devin Booker was not selected. And, but yeah, really for me, that's the fun part, you know, because I work with basketball players and I have for so many years, you know, a lot of these kids want to be those guys. So, you know, I, th- I think it's a celebration more than anything else. Obviously, it's more of a show, and I think the game is, we've learned, is just not much of a competitive situation. But, but again, it's a celebration of basketball. It's a celebration of a weekend. The dunk contest will be interesting. The skills competition is fun. And, uh, look, it's, the basketball is in a really good place right now. I really do believe that. Um, obviously, we, we still are mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant. I, I think what I've seen with the basketball community is, is everybody really coming together, and it's, it's kind of a special thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple guys today on the show, and, and I think it's really, you know, I posted about it on uh, social media, how impressive Pascal Siakam has been. And, and I think it uh, has to be noted because, you know, he's just not mentioned very often. And I've always probably clung to the guys that are a little underhyped. That's just kind of how I am. You know, where, where some people enjoy the hyped-up player or, or the big-name guy like a LeBron. Uh, I've kind of always liked either the underdog or the guy that's not as hyped up. But I think the reason why I like it is because of the process that they went through and they continue to work. And, and I think that's kind of how I am with the game. I, I want to constantly get better. So when I look at someone like Pas- you know Pascal Siakam, it's really cool reading about him more and understanding his process. And his process was playing at New Mexico State two years. And, and New Mexico State would not be considered a big-time program, a good program, but not like a huge main program in NCAA basketball. Uh, he had two really good years. He uh, was player of the year in his conference in 2016. Uh, drafted 27th pick from the Raptors in the first round. And went to the G League, though, played, played in the G League. They won a championship with the G League affiliate uh, for the Raptors. He was the finals MVP. A lot of these things that people don't know, and I had to kind of, you know, look him up and look up more things that I did not know he was a G League finals MVP. I knew he was in the G League. I knew he was kind of coming up, and he came up pretty quickly. But, yeah, that was impressive to me that he had to earn his way. And I always tell players this. It's, it's a lot of fun to earn it because what happens is, when you're really, really hyped up, there's really only one way to go, and that's down. You know, you don't, 
you know, if, if it doesn't work out for you and you don't live up to the expectations and hype, I think you're judged uh, more harshly. Whereas a guy like Pasco Siakam, late first round, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of hype behind him, great player, goes to the G League, proves his worth, um, and then goes, you know, NBA Finals, you know, he wins in the Finals last year, most improved player last year. And now he's in the NBA All-Star Game in 2020, and he's a max player. It's just incredible to me. It's, it's a lot of fun to talk about these things because I think what players need to know is you got a lot of years of basketball. If you're a good player, your slow grind and process is okay, and embrace it. And embrace your role not being higher up right away. So if you're playing in college and you're, you're a college player and you're a freshman, and you're just not getting a ton of minutes. Don't give up. Don't quit. Your time may come. Sophomore year, you're earning your way. You're doing better. You're maybe finding your way in the starting lineup. You're maybe not an all-conference player, but, you know, you're right there. Then all of a sudden, your junior year, you maybe take off. You have a breakout year. Maybe it takes you two more years to have breakout seasons. Whatever it may be, stay the course. Stay the path. And I think that guys like Pascal Siakam, you know, obviously he's 6'9", and there's some physical gifts there. I get that part. But the process doesn't change. You know, his process is very similar to many others. He had to earn it. He had to prove his worth. And he certainly has proved it. Uh, having a fantastic season, 23.5 points per game, 8 rebounds, just a really big playmaker. The Raptors are fantastic right now, 40 and 15. They went on a tear I think 15 games in a row they won before they lost to the Nets last night. I mean, they've just been fantastic. And a lot of people probably thought when Kawhi Leonard left, ugh, this thing could go downhill. This could be a, a you know, team just fighting to get into the playoffs. A lot of that conversation was taking place. No, not so much. This team is number two in the East behind the Bucks, who are the best team in the league. And I would not be surprised at all if those two teams faced off in the Eastern Conference Finals. I really do like the Celtics. Uh, and I think the Sixers could get clicking at the right time, but I would not be surprised at all if the Raptors and Bucks have a rematch uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is an interesting time for the Eastern Conference. I, I think what happens now when you look at the whole grand scheme of things, I think the Eastern Conference is really good. I mean, I think teams like the Pacers are tough. I think Boston has proved that they can be fine without Kyrie, obviously. I think Miami has been fantastic this year. Toronto has completely shocked a lot of people how well they've played. And Milwaukee has just been unbelievable. They've been unreal this year. I think there's no question, not just record-wise, but I think they've been the best team in the league. I really do. And I judge it not on records a lot of the time. I look at the rosters. I look at how they're playing. And, man, Milwaukee's fantastic. I mean, Giannis has just been unbelievable this year. And they're a lot of fun to watch. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about the Bucks, which is funny. They talk about Giannis, but Milwaukee's really good. I mean, they're a lot of fun to watch. And, yeah, Giannis is a superstar, but they got the right pieces around them, and they just click. And they're going to be a tough team to beat. I mean, I would not be at all surprised if Milwaukee took it this year. I think they got all the right guys. And uh, when you have a superstar and all the pieces around him that will fit in and play hard and play good defensively, and Mike Budenholzer is a, a really good coach, uh, this is a tough, tough team. And I would not be surprised at the least bit if they definitely were the best record in the NBA, had home court advantage throughout. And I don't care who it is, Clippers, Lakers, whoever comes out of the West, they're going to have a hard time beating them four times. I really believe that. 
Um, but they'll be interesting. You know, the All-Star uh, break is here. And, you know, the players get a little break. But it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Can't wait to watch it. But uh, understanding your process and that it can work for you and it can be different than someone else is really important. And I wanted to note that with Pascal Siakam being an All-Star this year, really a guy that doesn't get a whole lot of attention than he deserves to, uh, it's just a lot of fun to see. It's a lot of fun to see players uh, earn their dreams, and he's definitely earned it, absolutely. So All-Star Weekend this weekend, cannot wait. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do a couple predictions. This year I did say uh, the four teams I thought that would make the Eastern Conference Finals, and I believe I had Bucks and Sixers, pretty sure. Obviously, Clippers and Lakers won't change for me. I, I do think those are the two best teams in the West. I'm going to make a midseason change, though. And I really think that from what I've been seeing this year, I think Boston is going to be that team that makes the Eastern Conference Finals. As much as I like the Raptors, I can see the Celtics making a run with, with the scoring threats with Tatum, uh, with Brown playing well. Kemba really fits in. Hayward's had some good moments. Got a lot of guys that step up and play well. I think the Celtics were going to be, are going to be that team that gets to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think the Bucks will end up winning there. Um, Nothing changes Lakers-Clippers. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, an absolute fantastic Western Conference Finals. I think those are the two teams that are meant to be there. I think that uh, Kawhi is going to be very important, obviously, at the end in the playoffs. You know, I know he's had some of the load management stuff that people don't like, but once they get to the playoffs, they're they're built for success and built for a run. And, and I really think the Clippers are a better basketball team than the Lakers, as well as LeBron has played, and he has been great. I think the Clippers are uh, built better for the playoffs. I think they're a better team all around. I think Paul George just gives them something that's really, really good. Another guy that can just light up the scoreboard. And as well as Anthony Davis plays, and he's been really well also. I think that the two of Paul George and Kawhi will actually be better in a uh, playoff series than LeBron and Anthony Davis. I know a lot of people probably won't agree with that, but I think with the scoring threat that Paul George provides outside and then the, the Clippers having enough defense inside to give Anthony Davis problems, and I think Kawhi can really even out with LeBron. I think the depth's better with the Clippers. You know, Patrick Beverly provides great defense. Lou Williams provides a spark, and I think they'll win that series. I think the Clippers are built for that finals run. And I think it will definitely be them and the Bucks. That's going to be a fun series. I think that's going to be a really fun series. I'm not going to have an NBA Finals prediction yet. A lot can change. But I do think that those four teams right now, midseason, are still the best. Uh, I think the Celtics can definitely get going in the playoffs. And I think that they'll, they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals. But Milwaukee's just too good, man. They are too good. And that final series, Milwaukee versus the Clippers, uh, will be fun. It really will. So that's my prediction now. Mid-season, uh, you, know, you know, I would say even further than mid-season because it's different now. They play more games than halfway now. But, yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I know a lot of people want the Lakers in the finals. I know a lot of people want LeBron in the finals. I just think the Clippers are better in a playoff series. So, hey, thanks for tuning in. Life and Ball Podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Share, comment, like this. You can listen on Spotify on all the shows, another solo show here. Had to talk some NBA hoops. NBA All-Star Weekend. Enjoy basketball, fans. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, again, thanks for tuning in.